Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Pacey Gilmore, and this week we'll be joined by Neelam, who from the age of 12 was watching porn every day. That seems, I mean, it's quite young, right? Because I was in my 20s when I started. Yeah, I didn't even know the first time I watched porn. I remember like the first time I saw like a late night film on Channel 5. <laughs> Did you get a little tingle? <laughs> yeah, you know, like an 11.45 special. I do. And your mum's like, turn that off. So you just turn it down. <laughs> Um, how has your week been, Paisley? What's on your mind? Oh, do you know what's... Oh, we're going to get deep straight away. You know, I've gone through a lockdown breakup. Yeah, and I've had people messaging me asking if you're okay as well. So. Oh my God, of course I'm okay, but that's really sweet. But yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm a hardened bitch. Um, <laughs> I, the thing I've been thinking about a lot is, like, should you stay friends with your ex? Basically... To cut a long story short, whenever I've dated men, I have the second we've broken up, I've cut off all contact and it's been really easy. And I've, found, I've never been upset after a breakup. I found it really easy to move on. But this is my first time breaking up with a woman. And I do feel in general, like women tend to want to stay friends more. Like it's a very queer thing to be friends with your ex. Mm. So I've been thinking about it a lot. Do you, do you ever think staying friends with your ex can work or? Um, it's never worked for me. <laughs> Because it's literally never worked for me. Normally, it always just ends up with like zero contact. Um, I feel like it's, there are going to be some people that say, yeah, I'm friends with my ex. But in general, I think in a breakup, there's always one person that makes that decision normally, unless you both made the decision. But I think normally it's one. And I think either way, there's going to be someone that has more feelings. And I think it's more brutal to cut it off straight away. But I think in the long term, it's better. I completely agree. Because do you think like staying in touch while you're working through your breakup, like kind of muddies the waters almost? Yeah, because it just makes signals. Because then if they, I don't know, because then you think, oh, they do still care about me. Whereas you like are just checking on them or Mm. you're just worried about them, but not in a romantic way. So I just think, I just think either way, it's it sucks but I think it's like ripping off that plaster but I think there is a thing at the moment especially in lockdown of you wanting to contact people from like your exes and people from your past like while we get deep I had a big cry in my bed this week you know when you just have one of those big like cries and then honestly if I I don't know I don't know why I mean to be honest I'm on my period so there we go Um, and I think if I had someone 
that I could text, I probably would have done someone like recently. So I see it's like that reaching out, isn't it? Because it is kind of hard to be in this situation and single. So I think Mm -hmm. it's... It's difficult because I guess if you weren't in lockdown, would you still want to be friends as well? Have you thought about that? Yeah, the thing is, I do really want to be friends ultimately. But I think it's about like after the breakup, I think you need to be okay on your own first before you can then have a friendship. I think it's unrealistic to go from being in love to being friends straight away, you know? Yeah, and you can check back in as well. So Mm -hmm. if you like pause and then decide because then... like now you feel like that or whoever feels like that and then in a few months time when you feel like over them you don't always miss that friendship because it's you're suddenly like well no it wasn't actually friendship I wanted back or do you know what I mean it was like it was something else yeah I totally get that people kind of conflate familiarity with friendship when actually is it just that you can't imagine your life without that person yeah I'm really sorry you had a big cry. Do, do you not like? <laughs> to be fair, it's a common thing. It used to always happen on a Sunday. It's Was fine. It? Okay, as long as you're sure. I feel Should like everyone's. About- is no one else having a big lockdown cry? God, now I feel um, embarrassed about no, lockdown cry. I think people are having big lockdown cries, but mine, my cries are about the birds that I'm seeing in the garden, as opposed to like being alone. Why are they dead? Adorable. Okay. <laughs> Should we just get um, Neil Neelam out? Yeah, she took that porn. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're joined today by Neil M. Taylor, who from the age of 12 began watching porn every day. Now 25, she says she felt ashamed to be a girl who watched porn and kept it a secret. When she got into her first relationship at 16, her habits started to have physical repercussions that affected her sex life. And eventually she had to give up watching porn altogether. Hello, Neelam. Hello, how's it going? (laughs) Um, So I guess the first question would be, um, how did you come to start watching porn at age 12? So I I was interested in sex and stuff from before then, but I'd like go to um, like the encyclopedia that we had and like go to like the vagina and penis page and stuff like that. So I was already like thinking about stuff like that. And um, I started like masturbating much earlier than that. So as soon as I got a laptop at age 12, the first thing I kind of did was type in sex and the first thing that came up was porn so I think when I did that I kind of knew what I was looking for at 12 I didn't really know what I was going to find but I knew what kind of stuff I was looking for did you not have a firewall on your um, laptop god there was no firewall (laughs) (laughs) bare internet that's it yeah at that point because I'm trying to think back to school like had you had any sex education at all by 12 12 yes I had had some uh in year six I'd had separate we'd been separated boys and girls and each learned about respective parts um it was more it was like biology mainly that was it just about the internal vagina and did you talk to your friends about sex or was it something that you kept quite private? Kept super private. I have never spoke to girlfriends about sex. No, not until I got a lot older and people started actually having sex. Then people would talk about that. 
And had you like seen anything that um, like triggered it or anything? Like, did you, I don't know, like see something on TV or something, or it just like you said, it was like a natural curiosity. It's hard to know because I started masturbating quite early. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Um, yeah. What triggered it? I think it maybe it was films and stuff. You know, like kissing scenes, that kind of thing. Because that's all I'd seen. That was the only exposure I'd had to any. Thing like that would have been through TV. And did your parents know you were masturbating? No. So you kind of, it's interesting that you were doing it, but then you kind of like knew, I'm not saying it was wrong, I'm using quote marks, but that you like hid it. Because um, at that age, you'd hope we're a bit more freer when you're young as well. Do you know what I mean? I completely know what you mean. I felt it was like my biggest secret that I masturbated. Even, I mean, that was like, then that that kind of shame got entwined with porn later. But I definitely felt really ashamed and, like, it was a huge secret that I masturbated um, when I first did it. And, I mean, I think I still carry some of it now. It still feels, like, strange sometimes to talk about it. Um, easier as I got older. But, yeah, for the whole time that I have masturbated, it's 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 felt shameful. I wonder if it starts off like that when we're so young because literally because no one talks about it we assume it's wrong like yeah mm. so we internalize the shame from day one it's mad yeah I thought no one else did it so I thought that I was doing something like super weird and I remember at school someone was like oh what's your biggest secret and I was like in my head I remember sitting there thinking it and I was like oh I stole a sweet once from pick and mix <laughs> not gonna say it um so what kind of porn were you watching when I first started watching porn I went straight for I think just first of all I was just on like the home page of a free tube site and probably just clicked on the top ones that were there which usually was just heterosexual young teen porn kind of yeah just like vin quite vanilla standard kind of thing yeah um, so that's what I started watching and then I, th I remember watching quite a lot of lesbian porn and then quite a lot of like blowjob porn <laughs> blowjob porn <laughs> cold hard because I think a lot of women like watching lesbian porn do you think it's because and I'm stereotyping here but a lot of lesbian porn is a bit more like intimate than a lot of like the heterosexual porn is more it can be a bit more like aggressive yeah yeah it's quite aggressive and there's no choice in lesbian porn than to be focused on like female well female pleasure in yeah. a physical sense I mean a lot of it's still filmed for me men to view it but still you know in the physical sense it's about um female pleasure so yeah, I think definitely that's something to do with it, exploring female pleasure in that way. Do you remember, like, first watching it? Like, how did you feel and what did you think seeing that at that age? Because, I mean, I didn't start watching porn until I was in my 20s, so I can't imagine what it felt like at 12. I don't remember the first time I watched it, um, but I remember first discovering it. And it, I definitely eased in. So, like, before I got my laptop and watched porn, I had watched films that were, like, 18s which kind of sometimes can feel a bit like porn sometimes. So yeah. I, I was 12 and I'd watched a few of those films. And then from there, then was like, oh, I'm going to try and find some stuff that's just that. I think I was 
because I knew what I was looking for, I wasn't like shocked to see what I saw, but I was like, I remember feeling just a big like, whoa, like I didn't realise that it was so much content that was so intense and just pure, just sex. And I was just quite fascinated at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, that is what an erect penis looks like. And that is what it looks like when it goes into someone. And that is, and at first it was just like, whoa, like this is very full on. And how much porn were you watching? Probably like half an hour a day, something like that. And did you think that was what everyone was doing um, in your real life, like the adults in your real life? No, I didn't know. No, I, I, I thought that I was really weird. I thought guys did it, actually. So when I was doing it, both masturbating and watching porn, I thought that was just what guys do. But as in like, um, sorry, I mean, as in like the sex, did you think like that's oh. what everyone's doing? Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what sex was like. And I think that's the major issue is that <laughs> because no one talks about the difference between porn and sex to young kids, then they just they just think that it is sex. Whereas obviously porn and sex are completely different things. And did you literally feel like a compulsion to watch it every day? Or was it just curiosity that was making you want to go watch it? Um, it was curiosity. It was so new um, and fascinating. So it was curiosity at first. And then it became, as time went on, it became like a bit more of a compulsion. And did it turn you on? Because I feel like you haven't actually said if it did. Yeah, 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 it did, it did turn me on. I, I think the first time I watched porn, I probably got off to it. So, yeah, yeah. I think it did. It did tell me, and I, I never watched it without getting off to it. Um, so it kind of carried on like that until you were—is it sixteen when you got your first boyfriend? Yeah. Um, and I guess you tell us about that. Like, how quickly did you kind of did it kind of make you move things quicker because you'd seen all of that? Or when I got my first boyfriend, so that was literally like I hadn't within the same year, at the age of sixteen, I had my first kiss, my first boyfriend and had sex. I didn't like kiss anyone or have any real sexual contact before sixteen. So all my ideas of everything to do with sex had come from porn only and films and stuff. So when I got my first boyfriend, I was kind of I kind of felt like, oh well, I've been watching lots of porn. I kind of know what to do. I felt a bit like that. Little did I know, there's nothing like sex. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't tell him that I masturbated or watched porn. I actually actively denied it a few times when he asked me, like, have you ever masturbated? And I was like, no, I won't do that. Um, (laughs) Never me. (laughs) (laughs) I had like a decade under my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... So I, I denied that I'd ever done that. And um, we kind of eased in with stuff. And I was like really enjoyed actual kind of foreplay and like sex. And before we had actual intercourse, I thought that, I, I think I thought I had to make a lot of noise. That was like something that was really in my head at, the, at that point before I'd done anything. So that was kind of a focus in my head when I first had sex that I had to make quite like noises I mean when you first have sex like for me it was quite painful 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah, I don't know. Same. I mean, I think a lot of people have that. And I thought that there was something wrong with me um, because it was painful. And then, I, like, I was, quite a few times I was like, no, I can't do this, it's too painful. And so I think I thought that there was something wrong with me, essentially, because in porn, you know, women, like, really enjoying it and stuff like that and making a lot of noise. And I was just like, this hurts. Oh, get away from me. Yeah, you're, it's like Instagram versus reality, isn't it? Like, that's completely yeah. different to what you'd watched. Totally. So I was quite confused. Um, but then we used like lube and like just slowly, 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 and then it got better and then it was fine. Um, and then we had sex fairly regularly and I was finding that I wasn't really getting very wet. It just kind of happened for a while. And then when, while we were together, I would watch porn and then when I was watching porn, I'd get really wet. And then when we'd have sex, I wouldn't get wet. And I was like, this is really weird. And I was worried that, you know, from now on, when I wanted to have sex, I'd have to, like, go to the toilet, watch some porn, and then come back and have sex. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I remember thinking, is this my life now? Is this what's, is this normal? I don't know. And then I was like, I Googled it, and, like, I hadn't seen any women deal with this. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a freak what's going on with my body and then after a bit I was like maybe maybe it's the porn maybe if I just stop watching porn this will work and then I just stopped watching porn um which was fine was that easy that like because I imagine if you've watched it so much it's almost like a, a habit it was a habit but weirdly just so easy to just not because I because I was I really wanted that real life intimacy yeah so because that wasn't working I just stopped and didn't really watch it I mean over the last since 16 maybe I've watched it once or twice it really completely stopped at that point really altogether yeah and then after about three months between three and six months I find it hard to put a time on it but it was it was a while 
of not watching it, then my body kind of returned back to normal again. And had you spoken to your boyfriend about it at this point? Had you kind of said, oh, I'm not getting wet, I feel weird about it? No. Was that out of shame still? Yeah, I didn't feel... I felt about getting wet, I was worried that there was something wrong with me or that I wasn't attracted to him or something or something. Do you know what I mean? I felt like it was something like that, which isn't true, I was, but... I was worried of like upsetting him and stuff like that. So I didn't bring it up. Um, And I also, I didn't want to bring up the fact that I watched porn because I felt really ashamed at that point that I did. I literally didn't speak about that until uni. And even then, barely to anyone. Who was like the first person you told? I don't remember who, but I remember at uni, like people I met were just more open to speaking about the fact that like especially women who I met were way more happy speaking about the fact that they masturbated and watched porn. And I think someone else shared with me that they did as if it was normal. And then I was like, oh, well, same. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was just easier. And I haven't shut up about it since then. (laughs) I guess it's like that relief of a secret that you've kept for so long that seemed so huge. Mm -hmm. And then to just say it like that, like it's no big deal. Yeah. must feel so freeing. It was freeing. It was freeing. And I was like, oh, all these normal women that I know, all of my friends, they all do it. And it's like, oh, all that time when I was a kid and I thought I was so weird. And like, I've got friends who like started masturbating the same time as me. And they're like, yeah, I thought I was weird as well. And I was like, oh, this is so nice to speak about it. (laughs) Yeah, finally. Yeah. So for sure, it's definitely a relief. Because you're you're a journalist by trade, so you've got a a curious brain. Um, As you you went about (laughs) your research, did you think, oh, maybe I was addicted? I mean, there's a lot of, I should preface this with, there's a lot of debate in kind of therapy circles about whether porn addiction is a real thing or whether maybe porn compulsion is more the correct term. So I don't know, but did you think you might have a porn addiction. Yeah, I think porn addiction is very much a thing. Mm-hmm. From what I, from my research, it seems that just as you can get addicted to anything, really, um, porn is very much one of those things with how it affects your brain and dopamine and all of that. It does it in the same way as a lot of things, a lot of addictions to things do. So, yeah, I think I was, especially like my body. I feel like I was very much physically addicted to it um, because... I've, my body it's like it had to wean itself off that with what aroused it because it was used to being aroused by you know 10 different tabs on a screen all showing specifically hand-picked things for a long time so it makes sense that my arousal was kind of programmed to that and then when it was kind of put in front of a normal human guy it was just like eh. you know but in my mind it wasn't like that and I want, and I felt it all in my mind, and like I wanted it, and then, but my body just wasn't. It took a while to get used to that, and to mm-hmm. get off porn essentially. So yeah, I felt like my body was, but because I wanted to quit it, I didn't find it hard to quit. Mm-hmm. Do you think there were any um, positives to it in the sense of? Like, I think for most people, their first time is really scary. They have no idea what's about to happen. Do you think there was anything that you could take from it? Like, like you said, yeah. you knew kind of how it works. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Like, I felt like I'd explored my own body. Yeah. And I think that actually counts for a lot when you're going into sex. Because I think a lot of people who do, they haven't, 
they haven't really explored their own body very much or their own pleasure. So I think that 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 is that was a positive thing that I'd done that and I kind of knew like what I liked. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was that was a positive of it, and I I felt comfortable with the idea of it as well because I'd got gotten used to it and looked at it a lot. So I, in that kind of way, yeah, it, it it was. You said to me before that like because obviously sex education is so shit, and you used porn to kind of almost learn what a woman's role was in sex yeah and um did it take a while for you to kind of unlearn that do you know what I mean like did that have long-lasting effects and did you internalize it um yeah well I was actually talking about this the other day with a mate um because I was saying like my tastes and what I feel like I should do and like things like that I still don't know because it was so young that I started watching it. I still don't know if those are things that I think and want or whether I think it because of the porn I watched at that age. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's actually very hard to unmarry those from each other. A lot of the things I still think about my role, I think maybe could still be from porn. I There are things that I know are unhealthy, like, oh, you have to make loads of noise and it's about male pleasure those kinds of things that I did think I I very much don't think that now but I think there are still elements of that yeah I also don't think that's necessarily just from porn as well is it because I, I feel like that's just something that we all unfortunately feel like you just feel like it's kind of your job for them to have a good time which it yeah. isn't at all obviously so true yeah I think even women that hadn't watched porn before they first had sex yeah I imagine they feel the same like it's just this weird thing of like the end goal is for the man to come yeah yeah exactly and that's when sex is done and that's kind of like what you learn but yeah I think I definitely picked up lots of damaging things about like views about myself that what makes a woman sexy what makes her desirable you know I'm I'm a very hairy Indian woman and when (laughs) (laughs) when I was when I was watching porn everyone is hairless (laughs) like sphinx cats and I thought that's what people wanted and I was like oh long why don't people like hairy people um (laughs) they do they do (laughs) <laughs> they do, they, they actually do, and it's fine. I just, at the time, I really, really thought that. Yeah, just one standard of, like, beauty, um, using quote marks, beauty yeah. Um, yeah. that's portrayed in, like, um, I know places like, which is more progressive porn, but in that kind of <laughs> porn we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but it is, isn't it, though? Mm. Yeah. Well, and you've said before, like, when you were younger and you'd go onto like tube sites, which let's just say are not the most moral or ethical and that's a whole other discussion, but there'd almost be like a drop down list and you'd see in quotes, Asian girls in your drop down and be like, like how did that impact how you felt about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Like, well, in media generally, like from if you're born in the nineties, you know, there weren't loads of, brown women to the way you could see yourself in the media there really wasn't a lot of that growing Mm. up and you do look for that to kind of give yourself some affirmation of what where you stand and yeah so when I was looking at porn I was looking for people who looked like me to see like oh you know is that sexy is that what people want and it was very much how I was how you know some people who looked like me were on porn sites it wasn't part of the main porn it was like 
it was part of a drop down menu. It was a fetish that, you know, people were like either into or not into. Um, and that kind of idea was confirmed by guys I spoke to then throughout my life, people who had flirted with me. I'd always had those like, oh, like I, I'm into like brown sugar or, oh, I don't really date Indian girls or you're really pretty for an Indian girl or stuff like that. I literally would get that all the time. Which is awful. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe they'd been watching lots of porn too and it kind of, it comes from society, but I think porn reflects society, but also because porn is so prolific, society does reflect porn as well. Mm. It definitely had an impact on me in terms of how I viewed myself sexually in terms of my race absolutely and you don't watch porn now but um if you were with a partner who wanted to would you be up for watching it again um yeah my partner did want to and we did try it but for me it was like this this distracts from what I'm trying to do and I think that probably is because of my history with it it's very much was like a private shameful thing I did on my own Mm -hmm. so and I'm kind of like oh and it stopped me from my real life physical intimacy as well so now I'm like (laughs) don't want them to be together I mean I remember feeling that as well at the time so I I did try it and it didn't really do much for it I mean I'd be open to stuff again um but I'm not I'm not crazy about it to be honest it's not hugely important to me now can I just say I think it's really admirable that at 16 you were like look this is causing a problem and I'm gonna stop because most 16 year olds are not that self-aware or that like (laughs) I don't know just good at anything don't you think (laughs) like yeah I'd be like yeah to realize it's a problem yeah I think that's like amazing really oh thanks yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I was chasing sex real life sex I guess that was a good driver I'm proud of you for that, Neela. <laughs> and thank you for being so honest with us as well, yeah, because um, it's not, not an easy story to kind of tell. Like you say, people still have um, yeah. kind of opinions, don't they, of um, women masturbating and watching porn. So thank you so much. I think you will crush a lot of those. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's important. And I get a lot of people messaging me now, like women messaging me saying like, oh like it was nice to hear you being honest about your porn because I have never spoken about it and I feel really ashamed I watch it all the time and I'm addicted to porn and like what do I do and I'm just like wow loads of women feel like they can't talk about this so yeah it's it's important to reduce any shame and stigma it is it's still presented as such like a male problem isn't it yeah and that obviously causes a lot of women to feel even more ashamed of it so absolutely I think we need to talk about it more I mean, to talk about it with young kids because there's this denial that, oh, young children watch porn. It's like a denial thing. We know they do from the stats, but we don't want to talk to a 12-year-old about it. But if we don't, then they just grow up thinking that that's sex. So it's like, do we have an awkward conversation or do we let kids grow up thinking, having loads of shame and thinking that porn is sex? So true. It's obvious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just yeah. practically hard to implement. Yeah. Because a lot of parents wouldn't want it, I don't think. Well, thank you so much, Neelam. Thank um, you so much. And do you, uh, I know we were saying you're a journalist. Is there anywhere that you write you want to plug or anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can get me on Twitter, at Neelam yeah. Taylor. Yeah, get me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Neelam Taylor. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 
thank you to Neilan for joining us and thank you to you guys for listening um, if you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK Cosmopolitan's All The Way With was recorded at Number 8 Studios remotely and is available to download on Acast and all the usual podcast apps see you next week Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.